Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Da-da-da-da-da. Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and at MSW Media. Woohoo! And wherever you listen to your podcast, please make sure you are actually subscribed to this podcast. Go on wherever you subscribe and, and do that at MSW, at Apple, whatever. Make sure you're actually really actually subscribed to this podcast and get your friends and family to do so. Tell them if they care about the planet. Yep, yep, yep. We want to thank everyone who is currently a Patreon supporter of this podcast. This Black woman-owned business, pat yourself on the back. Uh, we really appreciate you. And let me tell you something. We know that times are hard. And as Angela was just saying, if you cannot support us financially, please support us through downloading and reviewing and subscribing. We really, really do appreciate that. And, and what's and, that app? What's that app, Francis? Oh, it's it's Picked Cherries, girl. You can go picked to Picked cherries. cherries and you can take a little snippet of our podcast and post it for other people to enjoy too. And we'd really appreciate it. We completely. Time out of your day and do that. Also, we want to remind you that if you want to get a special personal video from us or give one as a gift, you can go to cameo.com and put in Frangela. It'll come up and then you can make a video request and we can give you a happy birthday video or maybe you can give one as a gift. Yes. They're fun. Yes, yes, yes. And guys, guys, live shows are back. Yay! That's I'm doing my own sound effects. Um, oh, yeah. They, they, good thing you pointed that out because the production value... <laughs> of that sound effect. I know people were like, dang, they're making Laura work. <laughs> Love you, you Laura. See us you here do in work. Los Angeles at Flappers on July 21st. 21st, thank you. It's a Thursday, it's a Thursday. Yeah, you can go to flapperscomedy.com, pick up tickets, please join us. We have some funny, fun, fun, new, all new material to do. Well, you can also join us at The Ledge on August 
12th. It's yes. a Friday. Yes. And that is the uh, an all African-American theater here in Hollywood. Go to theledgetheater.com. We also, just because I like to say it, we're going to be in Kauai September That's 10th. right. We have September 10th Saturday show in Kauai. If you happen to be there, check it out. Yes. Then Saturday, uh, September 24th, we will be in Chicago with the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network Tour with that. This is all the sexy liberals. That's John Fugel saying, Hal Sparks, Mama, Stephanie Miller, and us with special guests, including Representative Jan Chikowski. Yes. You know, I can't say the name. Yes. Um, yes, yes. She will be there also, hopefully. And then join us again here in Los Angeles at the Saban on October 22nd, where we're going to get down, y'all. And I don't think we, we have something happening in Los Angeles around August 22nd, but we can't, I don't think we can totally announce it yet. Yeah, right, 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 but, right, 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 but, right. But save the date if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area for August 22nd. You're going to want to save the date. Yes, yes, yes. Also, Save every Friday the third hour, except for uh, this week. But I don't know if they'll know this by then. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna be on an hour earlier this week. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Yeah, the podcast. Well, you may hear that. You may get this in time to know this. Yeah. But it'll be an hour earlier. It will be there. So if you come into it in the third hour and we're not there, you get upset, and then you listen to the podcast. You'll be hearing right now. I was telling you, go back and listen because you can go back and rewatch it and listen to it, the podcast of it, of Mama's show, Stephanie Miller show, and then we'll be in the second hour. They just, we just had to hour. switch with someone. That's right. Uh, let's get to it. What, Trump White House counsel Pat Cipollone agreed to testify after receiving a subpoena from the January 6th committee. Let me, can I tell Ooh. you, can I tell you how many times we have talked about Pat Cipollone over the last six years? Mm. Can I just say, I have so many flags thrown on this headline. Hmm. Trump White House Counsel Pat Cipollone agreed, agreed, right to be uh to come forth after receiving a subpoena. Right. L- 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 maybe I don't understand the word subpoena. No, you don't understand the me? word. That is, is it, it me? Is it is you. I think you're working on some thought... alternate reality uh uh de- definition, Angela. Well, this is my point, Francis. If you're gonna say subpoena. Subpoena to me implies and actually directly says that my agreement is not necessary. I'm supposed to show up. And the fact that the Justice Department has yet to deal with the contempt citations or the referrals for contempt from the House for the people who like Ben, who have already also not agreed to show up for their subpoenas is the problem. Yeah. When you do not hold people accountable, you change the dynamic. And so thank you, Attorney General Merrick Garland, for making it very clear that for white men, these rich white men, for fascist terrorists, subpoenas are a matter of agreement. Yep. Yep. But there are no teeth in this. Right. You know, again and again, I cannot say the two different Americas that we all Thank live you. in. And I'm going to tell you something. And if I was white in this country, I'd be mad. Okay, all right? That's right. I'd behind be closed I, doors, you're hmm? coming in. Not, not filmed in behind closed doors. They're yep. going to transcribe his testimony. Why? Yep. Why he is he wanna... getting this? Because, because he gets to ask for it. Does he? This is my 
thing. We this is one of the places when we talk about calling representatives and calling, you know, um, and sending, you know, emails, letters, tweets, whatever to the Justice Department and calling these people and saying, explain to me what's going on here, because none of this makes sense to me. This person has been named repeatedly as not only a person of interest, but an absolutely necessary witness to an insurrection on our nation an attempt to overthrow the government of our nation. And you're telling me he gets to agree and the terms under which he will give this testimony? Well, this makes me, well, can I put a pause here? And I go, I sit here and I I, I, I take a, a eagle's eye view of history and information. Are you telling me, is the government telling me that Every single president sits here and does this, and is 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 this illegal and Ill- illegitimate behind the their counsel? Is that what you're trying to express to me? Because that is what is happening here. Well, uh, no, you watch Bill Clinton testify that he did not have sexual intercourse with that woman. <laughs> this, I mean, when you compare. <laughs> the incidents here. Yes. You know, like it is, it is. And in the absolute, you watched Hillary Clinton, who was not the president, sit yeah. a, and answer questions for, what was it, nine 11, or 11 hours? 11, 11 hours. 11 hours. To, on camera. Speaking of which, Lindsey Graham will challenge the subpoena from a special grand jury in Georgia investigating Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election in the state. Here's number one. Lindsay, your hand got caught in the cookie jar. You call people up. You you were slinking and slunking up behind mm-hmm. Trump's ass on a mm-hmm. phone call, and mm-hmm. you got caught. Bitch, you caught. Uh, the the reality is. Um, the idea that it makes any sense for the senator from one state to be calling the uh, attorney general or the, you know, secretary of state in another state about their election makes no sense. There's simply no justification. And it's not like the Senate, it's not like they at the Senate, they get these to-do items and they go, okay, Lindsay, who can call the secretary of state? (laughs) Yeah, could you call and just check that the Georgia election results are right? Right. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. You know what? Um, and that's you bring in coffee, right? McCarthy, you bring coffee. He's not a senator, but we that we assign that to reps. Like, fuck you. Like you, <laughs> I mean, I I I can't the, the reality of that I can no longer, I really cannot hear that the Justice Department's taking its time, it's being methodical, it's whatever. I'm like, they're absent. Yep, absolutely. And they are absent. And this is, makes me go again, ask the question. After every election, is this what's happening? Is that the reason why it isn't being pro- uh, pro- prosecuted? Is that because we are for the first time just hearing about it? But no. is, is this is this a, a regular occurrence? Because no. if it isn't a reg- regular occurrence, why isn't it being prosecuted? Well, also whether or not it happens regularly or not, it doesn't make any sense, and it's and it's. At the very least, unethical, if not direct interference with the functioning of an election, and in fact, illegal. Um, and and I, they're just, you know. I, I find, you know, obviously the the hypocrisy is the new black for for the Republican Party, but Lindsay in particular, I, you know, when you talk about the most, goes whichever way the wind blows, girl. I mean, in the minute, you know, <laughs> like that man. 
rivals Trump for where he will start a sentence and where he will end it. <laughs> Those are the only human beings I've ever seen who will start a sentence one place and end it at the exact opposite and act like that didn't happen. Yep. Like it is the most, and we have it on tape. And quite frankly, Lindsey Graham is so corrupt and also just weak. Yeah, weak. Disgustingly weak. craven. I can't. But I don't get why everybody gets to, see, this is the thing, as a black person, if I get pulled over for a broken taillight, I have every right to be, apparently to be executed, no matter what. If I sit in the car, if I don't sit in the car, if I run, if I don't run, if I have a legal gun and I tell them it's there, if I don't have a gun and I don't say it's not there. Like, it doesn't matter what, I could be awake, asleep, doing nothing wrong, it doesn't matter, I don't have the right to, to live. Period. But you, but these people get to decide whether or not to actually follow through on subpoenas and they get to decide what, who they will call about what, regardless of whether or not that's, that's legal. Yep. Like there's just no way to justify this. And the people that they represent keep voting them in. They keep getting voted in seven states that make up the Colorado River Basin have less than 60 days to come up with a 60 days, not 60 months, not 60 years or six years, 60 days to come up with a plan to significantly reduce their collective water consumption in the next 18 months or risk a potential collapse of the Colorado River system. Okay. Collapse. Collapse. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about climate change and two decade, a two decade long drought have diminished river flows and reservoir water levels by at 20%, about 20%. Scientists estimate that one third of that loss can be attributed to, to warmer temperatures. That's something to care the fuck about. As a result, the uh, Bureau of Reclamation ordered Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Wyoming, Nevada, California, and Arizona to cut their water usage by two to four million acre feet in 2023. I want you to understand that this is an emergency. Yes. And as Francis, which we were talking earlier, and as we talked about, I believe last week, and when the ruling came down, this Supreme Court has basically said that the EPA doesn't have the right to protect the environment. That's right. So understand, we're talking about water. We're talking about the the, the thing you need to live: water, not some some mythical issue. Not like I don't know, like for fun, water. We're talking about water that we need to grow food and to live. That's right. That's right. And let me tell you this. I remember, I remember back in high school when bottles of water, bottled water came out and mm-hmm. people laughing and joking, but like, why the hell oh, would I buy a water. bottle of water? <laughs> let me tell you something. The water in my building comes out brown and we pay $90 a month to drink water to have clean water in my household to drink and cook with because I will not feed my child brown water. I don't know what's in that water. Well, I know that when I lived in Koreatown um, here in Los Angeles, they actually, in the neighborhood I lived in, we received a letter from the city saying, advising us to not drink 
the water to get water from uh, distilled water or water that had been purified from other sources because the, of MTBE, I believe it is. It's something yeah. that that is found around um, particularly like gas stations and it leaked, it had leaked into the groundwater they could show. Now that was, that's five miles from where you live. Yeah. I believe. And then I don't even think it, it's fully five. It's like um, close to five miles from where the Koreatown from where you live, right? From where you live, Francis. And that's, that was, that was years ago. Yeah. Right. So it's worse now. And I, and I don't think people understand that like what we're looking at with record high temperatures, this kind of drought and this kind of water problems is in a really disastrous fire season. Yeah. Um, that's, that's definitely coming. And, and I got to say, you know, on the personal level, there's things we can do, but also this is another reason to contact your representative state, local, um, and federal and, and talk to them about things like, golf courses to be out and this is not there are much bigger things right but like there it irritates me when i drive by um things like that in the situation we're in especially here in the southwest of the country but this is for everyone on the planet you know the lack of attention from this is is really disturbing it's stunning and for me when i look at these states colorado utah arizona wyoming uh and nevada i say I think the, those voters need to look in the mirror. Yep. And look in the, look at their representatives and ask themselves, does this representative represent my interest to live? Not, yep. not my ideology, but the basic, just the basic air and water that I need to live as a human being. Does the person who is in office are they interested in my, the climate in which I exist? And they theoretically exist. I don't know what they think they're doing. I, I really don't. <laughs> like, there will be a point where there's no water to buy. <laughs> like, I don't know why people don't get this. It, it's, it's a crisis. <sighs> we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> It's where you learned. At least 83. Trump is a Russian asset. That it's time to establish a direct contact with Donald Trump. January 6th was never just a political rally. An insurrection, an attempted overthrow of the federal government. The origins of coronavirus. Accidental leak, non-intentional, of a laboratory that was doing research on these viruses. How the Crown covered up child abuse. The vast majority of those people never imagined for one moment they were effectively participating in the concealment of child abuse but they did rudy is probably in violation of a faro law and the truth about jeffrey epstein i'm zev shalev join me at narrative it's where truth lives at narrative.org or wherever you get your podcasts welcome back jalen walker if you haven't heard about him, he's a 25-year-old black man uh, who suffered at least, at least, they're saying, 60 wounds in fatal police shape, uh, shooting in Akron, Ohio. And I don't know if you've seen the, people have seen the body cam footage. It is shocking and horrible. Um, but what happened was he was stopped like so many of these for a traffic violation. 
It started as a traffic violation and it ended with 60, at least 60 wounds going into somebody's back. They don't know at least what, what, what 90 what, bullets, at least 90 bullets were fired. Then we turn to let's just flip the, the other side of policing and go to Uvalde, which we now hear that there was a police officer who had the rifleman in the killer in his sights called and asked should he shoot the first called and asked didn't get a response the man goes in and kills children that's right then we can take a little on hop over to uh pennsylvania to a small town, I don't know if, like, it sounds like it's a, yeah, it's a small town there in Pennsylvania in which just hired the police officer who killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice. He's hired as their only police officer um, in this Pennsylvania borough. Uh, it's a 700-person borough of Tioga, Pennsylvania. This He just got hired this week. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember, Tamir Rice, he's a 12-year-old who was playing with a toy gun in a park. Police officer, uh, this police officer lied and said that he issued a warning and he shot him. Um, but it was the winter. His window was up. He didn't issue any kind of warning, nor was the kid. Wasn't, the kid was playing in the park. In any case, uh, they declined to uh, convict him of that crime. Right. And already with this, this man, Dalen Walker, being shot, they're saying, the police union is saying that the force was justified. You know, I was watching, as the story was unfolding, uh, you know, with my 16-year-old. And, you know, and watching her see and be taught uh, how black people are treated in this country is a, is a really rough thing because everything in my, my parenting, you know, wants to say, you know, it, you know, it won't be like this, but it is, and it is, it is true. And as she's watching it and going, but why couldn't they just shoot him in the, in the ankle? One person. Why, why, why did they unload into this person? And the only reason I could give her is because they can. Well, because they were in danger, Francis. They were threatened because the man was running away from them and they had absolutely no evidence that he was in any way armed or had hurt anyone or was a danger to anyone in the public, perhaps only himself. And yeah. uh, Malcolm Nance, this morning, he was on, on Mama's show on Stephanie Miller this week. He's back in town, thankfully, and safe. Um, about to do a book tour for his They Want to Kill you know, Americans book. It's amazing and you should definitely be getting it. Um, but he said he, he had a really good point. He was like that the reality of policing in this country is that these these three things don't I understand what we're telling you is that in one situation they're not incongruent. Right. In one situation, the police say we were too, we had to, at the, we were so concerned for police safety that we let 19 year old, 19 kids die yeah. because if we were concerned about somebody who we could have stopped, we waited an hour while there were children alive and continually calling 911 to tell us how many kids were shot, how many people were wounded, to tell how many people were still alive. We were so concerned. We don't have a constitutional, constitutional obligation to actually protect you if we feel threatened. Now, and this is a person they watch walk in, an officer watched walk into a school with a high powered gun. Yeah. Then and in another situation, a traffic stop, a black man is pulled over by multiple police. There's something like eight cops involved in this incident. Yes. They now they not only do none of them call for permission, 
but not all of them fired. And I do want to talk to the people who didn't fire too. Why didn't you half, almost half of them didn't fire at him, but the, the half that did over half that did fire over 90 bullets and they are accountable for every bullet. And their police union is already saying, as Francis said, that this is a justified use of force on a traffic stop. Stop. Then a man who has been, who we all know shot and killed a child in a park has been hired by a community to be their only cop. Tell me what I'm supposed to get from this, except that the state lynches people of color Mm-hmm. And is allowed to do so. Yep. When, when the state has the opportunity to call black people, it does. A white man took a gun, got on a roof, and just this past week tried to execute a community and did, in fact, kill several people. I think, is it now up to six or seven? Seven. Six, seven seven outside people. Outside of Walker Brothers, which is, you know, you know, and I just have to stop stop and take a chance. You know, my heart goes out to everybody in Highland Park. Walker Brothers restaurant, people were coming, you know, running in there and out of there. And Walker Brothers is a just a landmark. You know, I think you've been to Walker Brothers. We've taken you over there at some point and had breakfast, you know. And, you know, people trying to enjoy their 4th of July. And the book and talk. And, and talking about, and, and the surgeon who showed up on the scene, who was there, who said that people were ripped apart, that anybody who was shot was dead, basically. This man went up on the roof. I'm sorry, and the police knew that, right? They were pursuing him and somehow managed to arrest him without Alive. firing a single bullet. Alive. A person who they knew was armed. They knew was dangerous and was in fact fleeing. And this was wasn't a, tra- this <laughs> wasn't a traffic stop. This was a mass murderer suspect who had just left the scene that they were pursuing. Yep. So you tell me what I'm supposed to learn from these pieces of information. Yep. Yep. Because also when I look at, you know, the pieces that tied it together is uh, 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 an Ohio officer who shot Tamir Rice, the Jalen Walker, you know, officer that's Akron, Ohio. And, you know, and then also the fact that a town gets to hire that, that to me, after you shoot a 12 year old, okay. And lie about it. And you shoot a 12 year old. And lie on your lie on your um application for employment also. And lie you don't get to police office anymore. You don't get to you don't get to cop anymore. And the fact that 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 there, we have nothing in place to prohibit that from happening is a failure on our part because you should not be able to go from one group one city to another after experiencing that. Well, and understand that this, they know who they're hiring in this situation. This wasn't a mistake. Like, like, like it's, they each tried to get jobs other places and and it's fallen through, you know, but but this, this man was just hired this week. I don't, you know, this, this is not, this is. This is a commentary. Thank you. And they're making it very clear what their community is about. And, and, and I, and I really don't understand this 
why it is that when we talk about these issues, there are still people who, who say, well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet if what happened was a hate crime or we don't know yet if race had anything to do with Uvalde or with anything else. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we do. And, let, and let's go back to Highland Park, which is a very Jewish community. I Stephanie Miller's been saying it all week. And I, and I feel like that discussion is not happening in the sort of the broader political landscape or news landscape, which is why why this parade? Right. Why this place? Because I know because what he didn't mm-hmm. do was drive to the south side of Chicago. No, he did climb not. up on a building and and go to the black. You know, he didn't make that choice and and shoot. I mean, you know, and he could have. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have blended in. He couldn't escape as a woman. Okay, mm-hmm. as but an enemy. Did, and he and he didn't go to any other community. Because he was driving to Wisconsin. And why was he driving there? I'm just saying. Like, it's, you know, it's, we have to own up to some, and I understand it's uncomfortable for people, but the reality is when Francis and I were talking before we started recording and, and we were, you know, we were saying, Francis were saying how, you know, the system is broken. And, and I was like, I'm at, quite frankly, I think the system is functioning exactly as it's intended to. The police yeah. force came out of renegade forces of people trying to catch runaway slaves. And what it remains to this day is a black person enforcement agency. Yeah. They are there to criminalize blackness and black people thinking they have the freedom to do anything. That's right. And if you don't understand that at this point, that I, I have to say that as much as I may love you, that's willful ignorance at this point. Well, and, and, and that is literally what's OK. And, and that we're watching this expand in areas. There are many communities who have passed laws recently saying it's OK to run over protesters. That's right. And let me explain something to you. And, and, and the willingness to close your eyes to black people's suffrage which is we are always the canary in the coal mine in this country. Because of that willingness, that, and we can turn away from it in certain ways because it's not happening to me, it's not happening in my community, it's not happening in front of my face. But what is happening right in front of our face is we're watching women lose their rights too. Now, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bigger group. And then they're going to come for, and we know it, and I don't, and I don't even, you know, I hate to say it, but then they're going to come for gay rights. And well, they're going to, you know, I think marriage. it's a toss up right now. That I, and I also think that these people, the, the haters, the bigots, uh, they are multitasking like nobody's business. I believe that they can go after gay rights and women's rights and, and, and everybody's rights um, all at the same time. They're very adept at it. And they've got people all over the country doing it. And if you think for one minute that they aren't, you're, you're not paying attention. It's really important that not only that we vote, but that we that we be active in holding our, our elected representatives accountable today. Right now, right now. Because the reality is, and I know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is, this is Eleanor Francis Cal, you're speaking to you. I know we just came out of pandemic. We still in it. Mm-hmm. All right, but and we- it's, Yeah, we about to get, it's about to get worse again too, unfortunately. And, 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 uh, but I know that people are out here trying to work, figure things out, trying to figure out how to survive and keep things going in your life. But the reality is, is that we are going to have to get political. And even, and we're going to have to inspire. Here's, here's your job. You are going to have, if you're listening to our voices right now, 
you are going to have to inspire other people. You're going to have to light the fire within you and then light the fire inside somebody else. That has to happen. All right? And that, my friends, is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. We love and appreciate you all. This uh, this email is uh, the subject line is what we do about all this. If you, as I know you did last week, and if you haven't, go back and listen. Last week's podcast, the final word, we we asked the question, what do we do? Yes. Because we're we're feeling we us individuals are feeling we are feeling just stymied. Right. Yes. What do we do before November? Because yes, we need to vote. Yes, we need to get out the vote. Yes, yes, yes. But but today, what do we do? Right. So uh, we got this email. What we uh, do about all this? Hello, my lovelies. I'm sorry this is long. Remember, you asked for it. LOL. Then uh, she goes on to say things we can do. And she's got a lot of really great things in here. But mm-hmm. one of the things is obviously we have this problem of the 51 votes. With yeah. the current Senate means needs we need to keep all the Senate seats we have and add two more. Our best shots are in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and maybe Florida. I'm not optimistic about Ohio, but worth trying. Basically, what she's saying is go find these races. Go look yeah. up and you can even Google, you know, what are what races are the Democrats have a chance to win in the Senate. And there's lots of articles on it. And go to the, each of these campaigns. If you can donate money or your time, do so to help these help us get more people in the Senate. Something you could be doing right now. Also, you can volunteer. She says, yeah, you can volunteer from home to make phone calls, send postcards and letters to voters and donate. We can also we also need to keep the house. All right. So we're doing this twofold, two prong attack. I recommend swing left and mobilize to find ways to volunteer. All right. And also how we win, go to mm-hmm. MSW Media and look at the how we win information that we've been promoting and talking about because it's all there. And as I just said, as our final word, we can use our social media to motivate and encourage others to do the same. Do not, do not neglect or negate the power of you. You have power over somebody. I guarantee you, you can influence, you have influence. Think we all need to think of ourselves as social influencers. We really, really do. And to help other people have clear understanding about what is going on and what they can do. Look, I do. I one night I had a flurry of I don't know what. I did a bunch of reviews on things that I had purchased, and I got one little notification that somebody found one of my reviews helpful. And you would have thought I had solved a real problem. <laughs> I was so puffed up with myself. I was like, I can. I told somebody that those yoga socks, those Pilates socks, were not good, and they found it useful. You, if you want to feel truly useful and engaged, do this is the way to do it. If you live in a red state, make it your goal to flip it. Yeah. Call your local Democratic Party headquarters and ask them what you can do. Um, this is also from her email. Call your DC people, your your representatives and people who live there, obviously, um, and and talk and talk about expanding the court. Now she goes on to, in this email to talk about ex- expanding the court to forty. Look, girl, I'm down. I'm down. Yes. I can come up with those names today. Yeah, and then she's like, we find a state. AG or recruit a private plaintiff, ACLU is an expert at this, to file a suit that will appeal all the way up to the new court, which will overturn Dobbs, is was her suggestion. 
She finally says, uh, giving in despair will kill us. We still have time to fight this dust off and let's go. Share uh, share your resources. And you can go to, there are lots of places to go, but one of the places you can go is mobilize, www.mobilize.us slash mobilize go there and they give you all the numbers for like specific like uh representatives etc and offices to call Mm -hmm. so that was a very good answer to our query thank Thank you you. and did i even say who it was from oh my goodness i don't think i did it's from ellie right but i can't ellie ellie but i can't read another um but ellie i can't see the last initial yes thank you and now it's time for resistance wrap up. up, 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 up. Before we give you actionable items, which we already have, things you can do to in the fight and the resistance, we want to remind you, we're going to keep reminding you about this until it happens, about Operation Save Abortion. We need you to save the date, Sunday, July 17th. Go to operationsaveabortion.com. This is Abortion Access Front. They're preparing. Uh, they've been preparing for Roe to be overturned. We are on, in the battle. So July 17th is the day that they're having an online training day. Yes. So what they will be doing is getting you together. It's it's our training day and we will walk away with a plan to help abortion access in your community. Okay. So you can sign up now to get updates and the registration link when it's ready. So you can be prepared for July 17th and beyond everybody. Okay. That's right. So you should be listening to the podcast for Abortion Access Front. You should be signed up to all their social media and also save the date, July 17th, and go to OperationSaveAbortion.com. I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun because you deserve the truth.